And just like that, we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Why I Meditate podcast. I am your lovely, handsome, awesome, amazing host, <laughs> Mr. Antoine Adams. And welcome. If you are new to the show, please connect with us. Subscribe and like our social media platforms. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Why I Meditate Podcast. And again, welcome. I hope you all are doing amazing on this beautiful fall day, this beautiful, thankful Thursday. And let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Um, on tonight's episode, I want to talk about how this journey of mindfulness and me developing a meditation practice has really aided in me being, and I can't even say that prior to this journey and prior to um, me beginning my journey of mindfulness and establishing a practice for myself, I cannot say that prior to then that any time in my life that I was as confident, as sure, as bold, as free as I am now, and more specifically, as it relates to my sexual identity, my sexual orientation, my sexuality. Um, never been this more free in my life ever. And I, I personally truly uh, credit that level of confidence and security to this awesome, amazing, beautiful journey of <laughs> mindfulness. Um, so yeah, tonight's episode entitled appropriately, Mindfully Queer. So let's get right into it. Um, I won't indulge in too much of my history because you can read my story. Literally, Victor, My Journey of Triumph, a memoir by myself, Mr. Antoine Adams, available for purchase. Shameless plug. <laughs> but yeah, I won't get into, you know, my back history Um, just for purpose of tonight's episode. I will preface the conversation with this. Um. I always knew, again, I, at the far as I can remember, when I dig back into my memory bank, if you will, um, before I was aware of what labels and identities and LGBTQIA and being gay, well, all of that, like, I knew that I was different, you know, and more specifically, when it came to those years of discovering self in my early childhood and when I was told um I would have a girlfriend do you got a girlfriend and all that type of stuff um while I always found women and girls and I still do to be beautiful beings um and also in some cases attracted <laughs> to females I knew that I liked boys too I thought that they were cute <laughs> um yeah so I always knew that I was quote-unquote different however as of course I evolved and matured and realized that we don't live in a friendly place <laughs> we don't live in a world that um embraces people who have sexual orientations other than heterosexual somewhere along those stages like I 
and I'm prefacing this discussion, uh, conversation, excuse me, again with this because it, it leads into tonight's conversation. I would, my confidence was more so a defense mechanism, if you will. Like, especially when I would, would say around like my preteen years and becoming a teenager, like in high school, I personally didn't have a big um, coming out ceremony. Um, it was more so an, an internal conversation for me. Like, and I vividly remember in 10th grade, my best friend in the whole wide world. Um, <laughs> I will never forget. I text her and I'm like, yo, I got, something to tell you meet me at the cafeteria meet me in the mall it's going that's like nah meet me at the cafeteria table in the morning when we have breakfast I got something to tell you and the big you know reveal was hey um I like boys I'm gay <laughs> right and so in me disclosing this to my friend, she looks at me and she's like, Antoine, like, I know you good and well. You had me thinking, like, you know, you done did done fucking robbed a bank or something. Like, I don't care. Like, I love you. Like, you're my friend. So with having that level of support, especially at that time, I was like, I right, bet. And again, in like internally, I personally felt especially having the privilege and the honor to have um had people that were very very close to me such as my one of my uncles and you know other friends and you know relatives who were openly themselves openly lgbtqia plus like i kind of felt like what was the need from that point like all right, but I got support, you know, especially like I said in my 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 friend at that time, like that that to me was just you know, I don't gotta go on a a I don't have to make it this thing to where I sit down and disclose my sexual orientation to everybody. Like I said, I didn't have a big coming out story, but throughout the years, because of course living in South Carolina, the the quote unquote alleged Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. Um. Again, it it wasn't an easy journey because, of course, you get the and especially me being me. Um, again, I'm quite sure I said this before. Like, and even it's so crazy because as I was preparing for tonight's conversation and just reflecting, I'm like, getting to this place now of confidence and being really really secure in who I am and who God created me to be and the man that I am it's different because my confidence isn't a thing of I have to protect myself because again growing up hearing the fucking jokes and being teased and being called all of these ridiculous names and homophobic slurs and and Sadly, even from like, you know, my family, it wasn't just kids that were fucking mean and cruel. It was, you know, family members and all of that. So what I it would do is, okay, 
you ain't gonna accept me. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna fucking really, really bring it. Like, again, I'm gonna be myself. I'm gonna be uh, you losing using that term very loosely. I'm gonna be myself. I'm gonna celebrate myself. I'm going to just let it all hang out. Hey, I'm gay. And while that isn't a bad thing, um, again, at that time, it was false confidence. It was false confidence. Um, of course, you know, I, I, I told myself that narrative to survive, honestly, because I refused. And, <laughs> you know, that's always been me, that, that, that fire. I'm a Sagittarius. Um, I'm, I, I'm not going to back down, um, especially when it comes to people. Like, no, I'm not going to m- minimize myself to make you feel comfortable. But again, it came from a place of falsehood because internally I really didn't feel that way. So fast forward, you know, as I mature in my college years, having time, having the freedom really to have my own space and be in my own apartment by myself and really figure out who the fuck I am and, you know, embrace and accept myself and my all of me, not just parts of me. And you know, begin dating <laughs> for the first time and more specifically dating other guys. And, you know, like I said, really those, that, that particular period of time was really more so like a, a true self-discovery um, phase in my life. And, you know, I graduated college and right at the peak of my mindful journey, the beginning of my mindful journey, um, in grad school, and at that particular time, having the opportunity to really learn more, um, not just about behavioral science, but when it comes to our sexuality as human beings, like learning and discovering, like, hey, this is, society has made it seem to where it's like either or, you either heterosexual, straight, or you gay, but that's not reality, like, the spectrum is large. <laughs> There's no if or or. It's a spectrum. And people identify and fall somewhere on that large spectrum. And in that period also, of course, still, <laughs> sadly, at the graduate level, and not just, and I don't want to say like this was a norm, but it was a norm. <laughs> Just real talk. It was a, it was it was a norming, and especially with me being me, like um, I never been one to conform to gender roles. Like, if I want to fucking wear whatever I want to wear, and it's not technically women's clothing, I'm gonna wear it. If I feel like, hey, I want to get my fucking toes or fingernails polished, I'm gonna do it. Like, um. If I want to beat, I'm going to get my face beat. Like, (laughs) you know, and especially at that particular time in my life, again, on that, on the cusp of of true self-discovery. And I met a woman who would become a very dear friend, friend of mine, very, very dear friend of mine. And 
this was around the time of my Young Black and Gay project. And I had some apparel made to promote the project. And more so than anything, I was aware initially that just the title in itself would have people resistant, young, black, and gay. Because just the intersections of those identity in itself, okay, being young, a young black man <laughs> who identifies as gay, okay, America ain't a safe place for black folk. America ain't a safe place for people who identify as gay. More specifically, black men who identify as gay. Um, and I don't want to sound like I'm perpetuating a stereotype because gratefully I am aware that space and spaces continue to be created for people who are LGBTQIA. Um, also, you know, this whole conversation that we're now having as a collective, as a society about diversity and inclusion and pride and all of that, like, that doesn't look, you know, the same for everyone. And more specifically, when we tune into the actual person and their network sometimes those spaces don't that, that's so far-fetched from our reality and I'm going to speak more specifically um for myself and I finally had the amazing opportunity to really feel embraced by this person who would become a dear friend of mine who also she happens to be um, older than myself uh, and very mature, very mature young lady, very bright, um, very wise. And we became very like close friends, like really, really close um, around this time period. And long story short, one particular day I had expressed to her, um, I expressed to her, how I was feeling uh, about a comment that I had witnessed or heard someone make while I was in the barbershop. Like, I heard someone call a young lady the D word. I won't say it, but we know what that derogatory word is. And happened to be a young woman who um, identified as a lesbian. And... The advocate in me just couldn't stand it. So I had to say something. So in conversation, um, which is a conversation for another day, but I was sharing the conversation with my friend at the time and, you know, they were quite perplexed. Like, did you say what? You asked him what? Like, did you really do that? So I began to question after I state, you know, tell them about the, share the, uh, the tell them about the incident. I share with, excuse me. I share with her that that look concerns me. Like, what's that look on your face mean? She's like, well, you know, I just want you to know that, you know, you have to be aware that not everyone is going to be like this gentleman who is in a place of meekness, 
who's like, okay, correct me. I'm wrong. I apologize. Correct me. Like, enlighten me. Educate me. So I don't, you know, be a walk around here saying shit and offending someone. And she was like, not everyone, especially in the world we live in, in the climate we live in, will be that receptive. So you have to be, what's the word? Mindful of your approach. And also, you know that you don't have to, uh, I, and I don't want to misquote her, but she's like, you know, you don't have to promote your sexual orientation. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And if I'm honest, at that particular moment, in like real time, I became defensive. I'm like, well, what, what, like, what, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm just saying like, you know, that your sexual orientation does not define you. <laughs> it's a a, a very very small part of you And I'm like oh okay cool I can I can see it but again I wasn't at a place to honestly to, to receive it So fast forward As I'm you know Beginning my meditation practice And I embark on my mindfulness journey And one of the Many things like I said And if nothing else a, a, On top of The host of things I have learned along the way on this journey um in going inward and discovering so many beautiful unique things about myself um i real realized how unique i was created like again going inward and listening to that in, inner voice you know Connecting with my creator and realizing that, hey, you know, my creator created me exactly how I am by design. It was intentional. <laughs> it was extremely intentional. Um, like, he didn't make a, a, a mistake. And that's a narrative I've always not only been told, but I kind of internally would replay oh i'm a mistake oh my gosh why me oh my god like you know why i can't why like why wasn't i created straight quote unquote why was i was not why wasn't i made straight like all of these thoughts would you know i would rehearse over and 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 over again and in my practice just realizing that whoa this was all intentional and it's part of, I am part of God's beautiful, unique, artistic expression, right? When we think about all the unique creatures that exist in our universe and how we are so uniquely designed biologically and more specifically, like, again, with my sexual orientation, realizing that that was no mistake, um, you're good. <laughs> you're not the one with the issue. You're not the one with the problem. Um, it's society, you know, and that's a, another conversation for another day. But like I said, in that going inward, I was a I I I really, <laughs> you know, realized that one, this narrative is bullshit. <laughs> I'm fucking beautiful, and so is my sexuality. 
And it's also allowed me the opportunity to express the fluidity that I've always believe existed within myself. But not only that, discovered, like I said, with my education um, and my graduate studies and studying sexuality more and realizing, like I said, like the, 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 the fluidity of it all, like, yes, it's normal. Sometimes I'm speaking from personal experience, like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what it's like not to be attracted to men and it's okay. And again, like I said, it doesn't just stop there as I begin to evolve as a human being, as a man, like, and experience certain things, like realizing that, hmm, okay, <laughs> like today I'm not feeling like I want to entertain or be intimate. And again, intimacy and sex are two totally different things, but we'll get into that another time. However, um, staying on topic for tonight's conversation, yeah, realizing that what, what, however I um identify, it's beauty. I'm 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 still beautiful, and it's a small facet of my makeup. Again, I at the beginning of this conversation, I preference in that story and sharing, you know, my journey excuse me, as a teenager and discovering who I was at that particular time in my life and more specifically becoming a little bit more comfortable at that time with embracing my sexuality and being okay with openly saying that, hey, I am gay. But listen to that. Words have power. I am gay. Hmm. That's great. But are you? And when I say, are you, it's like, is that, is that it? <laughs> you know, and I, I, I personally was able to really have a whole lot of time with unpacking and unlearning that narrative. And I hope and pray that all my listeners out there, especially all my, my queer folks and my beautiful brothers and sisters who identify wherever you identify on the spectrum um the lgbtqia plus spectrum that that's a part of you it's not you in your totality it's a beautiful part of you and there are so many other amazing beautiful parts of you and like I said having and creating a space to really sit and go within um was the way I discovered all of the other um hidden beautiful parts of myself being able to go within and not only that discover parts of myself but also have the opportunity to rewire and change the narrative I am beautiful. I am worthy. Um, just as I am right now. God loves me just as I am right now in this very second. Period. <laughs> like, and I encourage you all to know 
that however you were created, you're beautiful. Inside and out, regardless of your identities, <laughs> you know, especially when it comes to your sexual orientation. And I also kind of felt like having the space to go within, I was not only changing the 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 narrative, but I was establishing a real true sense of confidence and pride in myself. Like I no longer had to put on, you know, this facade of extreme confidence and, you know, fit into this box that I believe sometimes society places us in, especially as black men who identify as gay and are queer. Like, you know, it's either you are an extremely masculine or you extremely, you know, you, you, you're feminine and, I'm using those terms very loosely because I believe they're bullshit. Again, conversation for another day. Like, can I just be a human? <laughs> can I just exist? And however I show up each day, prayerfully I'm showing up full and whole and in peace. And um, But like, yeah, does it matter? But I, again, society, I personally feel has made us feel like we have to be this sort of caricature of what it means to be a black gay or queer male. And that's it. And if you don't fit inside of that box, then it's like, you know, <laughs> who are you? You know? <laughs> and I realized, and again, thank you to meditation and this journey, my journey of mindfulness that I'm like, man, fuck your box. Fuck your couch. <laughs> like, fuck your box. Like, I don't, I'm a human being. I don't fit in a box, you know? And like I said, that I don't have to fit this narrative of what you think I should be or how you think I should behave or how you think I should dress or how you think I should speak or how you think I should sit Um, as a black man who identifies as gay to make you comfortable. No, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to love myself. Period. So that's all for me. <laughs> that's all for me. That's all I got on this evening. And I want to leave. I feel like there's so much that we haven't, we, I, I, bear with me. I have been having a lot going on but I realized in just like listening um to different playback there there were two things that we have not done I don't recall at least which was our uh song that saved me and our exercise so I'm going to end tonight with our exercise of box breathing aka <laughs> uh what I coined and call four for four so again box breathing gently inhaling for four seconds gently holding it for four seconds and gently exhaling for four seconds and repeat as <laughs> many times as you feel necessary to you know ground yourself and get centered and of course we know that the more oxygen we deliver to our brain 
in our bodies, the better. Um, and we'll. I want to start a series on, and I will start a series on breathing and get into that more lately. Just really, really, like, we take it for granted. Not only we take it for granted, like, there are so many amazing benefits from, especially when we talk about stress and anxiety relief and uh, just biologically, like, decreasing the heart rate and blood pressure, like, deep breathing, intentional breathing, breathing from your diaphragm. Um, a lot of times we breathe very shallow because I'm going to speak for myself and I'm sure I can speak for a lot of people when I say that we were, we, we were not taught how to properly breathe. So again, um, if you've been following our social media channels, more specifically our IG, um, we have our guy, Mr. Sunshine, who, uh, is demonstrating a box breathing um, exercise. And like I said, repeat as many times as you need to, to get your zen. And until next time, people, take care of yourself. Please be safe. Um, know that you are beautiful. You are beautiful. You are love. You are whole. You are in perfect peace at all times and divinely protected. And until next time... <laughs>